0: A police car slowly ploughs through the blue foliage, down the narrow tractor path that leads to the property. There is the cottage, lonely on the point of land, in the June night that will never be entirely dark. It's a simple red wooden house, its proportions odd. A little taller than it should be, the white trim is flaking and the siding on the south-facing wall has faded in the sun. The roofing tiles have grown together, the roof like the skin of a prehistoric creature. The air is still, and it's a little chilly now. Fog is collecting near the bottoms of the window panes. A single bright yellow light glows from one of the upstairs windows. Down the slope is the lake. Still and gleaming, edged with birches right down to the shore. And the sauna, where the boys sat with their father on summer nights, staggering into the water afterwards on the sharp rocks, walking in a line, balancing with their arms extended as if they had been crucified. The water's nice, their father shouted once he had thrown himself in and his cry sang out across the lake. The silence that followed existed nowhere but here. A place so far from everything else. A silence that sometimes frightened Benjamin, but sometimes made him feel that everything was listening. Further along the shore is a boathouse. Its wood is decaying, and the whole structure has started to lean towards the water. And above that is the barn, beams drilled with millions of termite holes, and traces of 70-year-old animal dung on the cement floor. Between the barn and the house is the small lawn where the boys used to play football. The ground slopes there. Whoever plays with his back to the lake has an uphill battle. This is the stage. This is how it looks. A few small buildings on a patch of grass with the forest behind it, and the water in front. An inaccessible place, as lonely now as it was in years past. If you were to stand at the far end of the point and gaze out, you wouldn't see a hint of human life anywhere. Every rare once in a while they could hear a car passing on the gravel road across the lake, The distant sound of an engine in low gear. On dry summer days, they could see the cloud of dust that rose from the forest soon after. But they never saw anyone. They were alone in this place they never left, and where no one ever visited. Once they saw a hunter. The boys were playing in the forest, and suddenly, there he was, a green-clad man with white hair, 20 meters away slipping silently through the fir trees. As he passed, he looked blankly at the boys and brought his index finger to his lips. And then he kept walking in among the trees until he was gone. There was never any explanation. He was like a mysterious meteor that passed close by but crossed the sky without making contact. The boys never talked about it afterwards And Benjamin sometimes wondered if it really happened. It's two hours past dusk. The police car comes tentatively down the tractor path. The driver's anxious gaze is fixed just ahead of the hood, trying to see what sorts of things he's running down as he descends the hill. And even when he leans across the wheel and looks up, he can't see the treetops. The evergreens that tower over the house are incredible. They were enormous even when the boys were small, but now they stretch 30 or 40 meters into the air. The children's father was always proud of the fertile ground here, as if it were his doing. He stuck radish sprouts in the earth in early June, and after just a few weeks, he dragged the children to the garden to show them the rows of red dots rising out of the soil